It's the ABC 21 Daily for August 5th, Thursday. I'm Brian McElhatton. We'll begin with that news on Lake James. Police have arrested a man they say murdered an elderly woman in her own home. Our Jeff Newmeyer is learning more about that arrest. Inside this courthouse today uh, at a hearing, 29-year-old Matthew Hoover heard the murder charge lodged against him and learned that he'll stand trial November 29. Now, authorities say that he cut 82-year-old Wilma Ball's neck June the 23rd and uh, left behind evidence, actually, that uh, other crimes may have been committed. Now, Hoover has been living in Anderson for several weeks, but in late June, he'd been uh, living with his mom and stepdad in a home right across the street from Wilma Ball. Her body was discovered on her bed by a couple of friends who got worried when she failed to show up for their scheduled golf game. In the court narrative, we learned she was found wearing no clothing below the waist and that police almost immediately suspected she might have been sexually assaulted. A garage window near the front door of the home was cut or torn and may have provided access for an intruder. On July 1, about a week after the crime, a neighbor told police he thought his brother, Matthew Hoover, might have killed Wilma Ball. He said Hoover quit his job as a nurse's assistant and stole his parents' truck, then fled town the day after the murder. Police caught up with Hoover that same day. He denied any involvement in the death and insisted he'd never uh, been in Wilma Ball's home. But police say he agreed to have his cheek swabbed, and yesterday, we're told DNA test results came back tying Hoover to the crime scene primarily through some uh, beer cans that had been discarded at the scene. We talked to neighbors and the prosecutor about how hard it has been for the victim's family. They've been through a lot. A lot of the murders that you have, maybe you have a suspect right away and people, you know who did it. Maybe there's an immediate arrest. Um, in this case, there was a lot of unknown at the beginning, and so that certainly took a, a major toll on them. And and I, I think not just my own, but everybody's hearts that are broke for them and what they've had to endure. We haven't known what was happening. Um, it's been very kind of scary with somebody out there. We didn't know what was going on, and uh, very nerve-wracking. <laughs> Were you happy to see what happened yesterday, then? Yes. It was kind of nerve-wracking to go to bed at night and not know what was going to happen, but we always kind of thought that Wilma knew who this was, but I, I, I don't think she knew him. Now, Wilma Ball's stepdaughter talked to me briefly today saying family is relieved to see an arrest being made, but they still face the prospect painful trial testimony coming up in November. All right, Jeff, thanks. Purdue Fort Wayne is requiring students and staff to mask up. Beginning Monday, masks must be worn indoors on campus, regardless of your COVID-19 vaccination status. The mandate will be reviewed August 20th, just before classes begin in the fall. So far, this is uh, the only COVID-19 restriction in place on campus there. And the university has launched a new website called PFW Ready, that offers information and updates on any COVID-19 rules. Manchester University is also requiring masks on its campus this fall. Masks will not be required, but recommended at the Boys and Girls Club in Fort Wayne, where many young students go after school. The staff there say after-school programs will closely mirror the guidelines for Fort Wayne community schools. That way, the kids know what to expect. The temperature checks and social distancing will be the rules at the Boys and Girls Club. Now uh, we want to talk to you about the possibility of U.S. troops 
having to get the COVID-19 vaccine. The Pentagon says it will likely require all active duty troops and those who could go on active duty soon to get those shots. Corinne Rose spoke to an Air Force veteran who says, get used to the idea. At the end of the day, I mean, it, it's, you got to do what, uh, you know, what, what you have to do for your country. If Uncle Sam says it's time to take a shot, you know, you've got to take a shot. If it's better for you, better for your unit and, you know, other fellows you're serving with. Air Force veteran Stephen Walker knows what it's like not to have a say about which vaccines the military gets. When he served in the Middle East in 2004 and again in 2010, he had to get the anthrax vaccine, which was controversial at the time for alleged side effects, but administered to protect troops from potential biological warfare. I actually had uh, multiple shots with the uh, anthrax. I went through the the prerequisite, I believe, like the booster uh, series. If President Biden issues a waiver that would require the military to get the COVID-19 vaccine before the FDA formally approves it, members of the 122nd Fighter Wing in Fort Wayne would be included because they go on active duty during training and deployments. Walker says immunizations are a regular thing in the military. We knew going into the military that there was going to be a wide variety of shots that we were going to end up getting either pre-deployment or post-deployment. You know, you get them through basic training, get them throughout your career, you get them for deployments. So it's just one of those things everybody knows you're going to have to get. A member of the military can seek an exemption to a vaccine for medical or religious reasons. A decision would come from the person's health care provider or unit commander. Walker says he knew he had to do what it took to protect himself and everyone around him. If it meant me taking a shot that maybe I wasn't too comfortable with to go overseas. If that shot or immunization I got gave me the right to come back home safe, then then I'm all for it. You know, it's at the end of the day, like I said, you, you've got to take care of yourself. You've got to take care of your team members. you got to take care of your family. Corinne Rose, ABC 21. And those COVID numbers are increasing very quickly here in Indiana. More than 1,800 cases reported today. The highest numbers we've seen since the springtime. And the positivity rate is at 8.2%. It was at 8% yesterday. 8.2% now. It's rising every day consistently. And anything over 5% positivity rate, the CDC considers particularly concerning. So again, doctors are saying, wear your masks if you're indoors with other people. Keep your social distance. And of course, get those vaccine shots. They have been proven safe and effective. That information is on the CDC's website. You can read it for yourself. My name's Brian McElhatton. Thanks for being with us here on the ABC 21 Daily Podcast. More headlines on the website, WPTA21.com, and on the ABC 21 News app. We hope you'll download it if you haven't already. We'll be back again tomorrow with more news. Take good care.